Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Dub Lab Creative Cultivation Salon is happening on Saturday, March 23rd. This rare fundraiser event will feature special guests, live performances, and carefully curated DJ sets in the inspiring and creatively stimulating offices of Cargo Collective in Frogtown. More information will be coming to the airwaves soon. Hello and welcome to In Conversation, a Dub Lab podcast where each week we will bring you interviews from the Dub Lab Radio Archives. Here we are, dublab.com, Celsius Drop. I'm Frosty and sitting right here with me. We have the man in our presence, the myth, the legend, the modern funk genius spanning time and space. Here he is, Prophet. Hello. How are you? Hey, man. It's good to be in L.A. Happy hey. to have you here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm digging it. I'm really digging it. I'm starting to dig it more and more now. Beautiful. Well, yeah. you're, uh, you're, you're staying busy. You're being creative. You're putting music out there in the world. You haven't stopped for years, and you're doing it on a higher level than ever right now, and uh, we're all very thankful for it. Well, it's my pleasure, actually. You know? Uh, you know, I just do what I do, man, and continue to do what I do. You know, it's, it's a blessing, you know, uh, to see things of, you know, kindly, finally coming to uh starting to work out actually for mm-hmm. me yeah, you know in the, in the industry because i don't think they were ready for me back in the day we're, we're gonna we're gonna play a bit of back in the day music in a little bit to give people a taste of how far ahead of even now you were yeah. we're gonna flow through the continuum and share how Prophet has always been doing his own thing. You've been uh, making music that's your music, but also connecting to the universe on a greater level. And uh, so it's beautiful that people, do they feel more ready right now? Do you, do you sense that? I think, um, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, um, waiting around for me for a while you know it was kind of mm-hmm. like kind of like a waiting game you know what i mean i was kind of like just doing what i do laying in the cut just kind of watching things you know transpire in the industry and uh you know you know at, and but in the back of my mind i always knew something was going to be you know mm-hmm. eventually start to kind of like uh start work out for me not i mean not to say that you know that it's you know everything is happening right now you know yeah. there's still a lot to go you, you know, you've stayed true and uh, staying true to to what what you do and to to what you want to put out there musically is so important and and in the long run that makes sense it pays off and it shows you know instead of following the flow of something else that yeah. that's not you yeah, yeah. But, yeah you know I was, I was being led though I mean you know I was kind of like it wasn't like I was just out there and just kind of like floating around you know yeah there, there, there forces kind of like you know, guiding me throughout mm-hmm. this whole process, you know, so, um, and I knew that, so, you know, I was just kind of like, 
okay, well, whatever, you know, let me know when. Well, to catch people up to the now, to kind of give them a little bit of glue to kind of understand what profit is about in 2018. Should we play a new tune? This is uh, Insanity from Wanna Be Your Man, just to kind of place your sounds in people's ears if they're new to what you do. Yeah. Then we'll kind of back up. We'll give them a, a little bit of uh, a music from from how many year, years ago? 30, 30 34 years, years <laughs> it's ago? A, it's a long time ago. And, yeah. uh, and then we'll give um, a special treat of the absolute here and now because we'll have you uh, perform a couple of songs live on air. Anything you want people to know about Insanity before uh, we share this? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I wrote that song, man. I wrote that song. Um, actually, it was, it was a freestyle song, right? I, I, I kind of, I really don't talk about, you know, my ability to freestyle too much because I don't know how, how people are, you know, or will accept it because a lot of people don't really think it's, you know, it's it's a real thing. Hmm. But um, I freestyled that song and um, the meaning, um, justice defines reality, was kind of like a, a vivid kind of image of what it meant when I was when I was writing it, hmm. you know. And as time goes on, you know, you kind of lose the definition of what you were saying. You know, it, it'll, it'll kind of leave you somewhat. Then you got to kind of figure out exactly what that was you meant when you, um, you know, when you when you did that. So it, it, right now, it's kind of like that with me as far as the definition of you know what what the song really means. Hmm. But it's it's really a deep kind of concept about justice defines reality. That's really the the, the, the crux of the whole. Thing you know, it's just, you know, if you analyze that, you can probably figure out, you know, what I'm what I'm kind of talking about. I mean, freestyling in the moment. Do you find that it's kind of connecting to this, you know, this kind of deeper layer to to connect to something that that you wouldn't if you you sat down and said, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna write a song. I've got my typewriter out. I've got my pen and paper. I'm gonna really structure and, and do this. Yeah. Do you feel that the freestyle energy? kind of brought out this this concept and this idea yeah at the time i was freestyling most of the stuff that i was doing so i was in this kind of like this freestyle mode right i was just kind of like in this freestyle mode I hadn't written hadn't written anything for a while i yeah. was always freestyling always freestyling for a long time and um yeah the energy is different it's all about timing you know in a lot of cases you know it's all about timing when you when you do that that kind of stuff um and it definitely is a kind of like a different kind of kind of kind of energy that that's that's created when you freestyle as compared to writing. Mm. But um, for me, you know, once I get stuff on paper, if it's you know, once I get it on paper, I can still kind of like, you know, make it you know make make it happen anyway. You can sculpt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and make it make it make it work. Yeah. So you know, it's um, it's a, it's a lot of work too, man. You know, it's it's not easy. You got you know, it's you got to be it's busy, busy, busy yeah. work, man. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna make it work, and we're gonna make the work seem fun because for the listeners, it's pure joy. Yeah. The the energy of the creator is uh, is a lot of uh, sweat, yeah. but uh, for the listeners, maybe there's sweat if they're on the dance floor. But we're gonna give this to them. Uh, this one's called Insanity from Wanna Be Your Man Profits. New album on Stone's Throw. Stay tuned. Really a pleasure to have Profit here live and direct on dublab.com. Here we go. Profit. Insanity. 
feel like we should just end the show after that. That was it. That was, you know, like people wait for the uh, the grand finale, you know, the fireworks show where yeah. all the fireworks go off at the same time. But uh, that's it. You know, it's over, folks. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night. Good morning if you're if you're in Japan or wherever you are. So good. How, how does it feel to uh, have this new music float out into the world? It feels good, man. Uh, you know, it feels real good. You know, I didn't know what to expect, uh, but I do know what to expect. Kind of, you know, I, I don't know what sure. to expect, but I do know what to expect in most cases. But um, well, it's going to be open to the unexpected as well, right? <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's cool, man. I, I mean, I'm, I'm digging it. You know, it's uh, you know, it's fun for me right now. You know, it's, I'm having a little bit of fun, and you know, I want to take it to another level. You know, but uh, you know, there's a lot of work to be done still, mm. man. A lot of work to go. So this record in collaboration, uh, Mind Design, uh, a young LA-based producer who who's very uh, near and dear to our hearts here at Dub Lab. He spent a lot of time here in the studio, and we've seen him develop over the years. He's always had that innate talent. It's great to have also this kind of uh, cross current and connection of generations and and different backgrounds. You know, it's like yeah. musicians always bring their kind of backgrounds to the table, and and that comes forth in the work. So it's a, a beautiful kind of collaborative experience as well. First time you met Mind Design, or first time you heard his music, how, how did that come about? Um, actually, Chris set that whole process up. That's um, peanut yeah, butter wolf. Yeah, for, yeah he, he set that process up. Um, I met Mind Design at a, a um, on, what, what, what do you call those things when the the, the, uh, the uh, boiler room? Yeah, it was a boiler room event at sure. Stone's Throw, and yeah. um, uh, I did some. I did a couple of songs from the old record, and he did his thing. You know, he did his thing, and. Uh, that same night, I went to his place, mm-hmm. and we got got started. We started recording the stuff, and um, and was that just a spontaneous thing? Did you you dug what he was into? He dug what you were into, or was it planned that you were? Well, gonna... we had, I think we had talked prior, and I, I kind of figured he was a pretty talented guy. You know, I kind of I kind of noticed that he had you know had some music ability, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I was open to it. I didn't know what to expect, you know, yeah. but you know what I mean. So. Um, uh, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I recognize good musicians and good talent. So, you know, it, w- it wasn't a problem for me deciding, you know, or even thinking about using any, anybody else at all. So, I mean, you know, he was in there for it, you know, from the beginning. You recognize good musicians, good talent. I mean, you come from a, a background of being a very trained musician, French horn, trumpet, yeah. flute, drum, saxophone, <laughs> trombone, organ, euphonium, all that, all bass. That. Yeah, man. Can we uh, can we kind of uh, reel it back? To, to where you're from? Originally, I, I was born in Louisiana. I'm a Louisiana, you know, Louisiana man, mm-hmm. Louisiana boy or whatever. Um, went to high school there, you know, went to high school there, played marching bands. My first instrument was an organ, though. My mother bought me an organ. What kind of organ was Just it? Just like, a, you know, an organ. It, was a kind of, it wasn't really a toy, but it was kind of like, you know, it wasn't anything that was really fancy, you know. It was yeah. something for me to start, you know, to learn how to play. There was a period where there were a lot of kind of consumer. It was like yeah, I talked yeah, to somebody yeah, like yeah. Sears made one yeah, of different yeah, exactly. people, and you could go into a department store, and there was always little sections yeah. like, uh-huh. which was fun to play the bells and whistles and chimes, and you know, exactly. Yeah, it was one of those kind of things. Uh, I played that thing for a while. I started writing music actually, 
you know, I started writing songs, man. Uh-huh. I was about probably 11 or 12. And where was that kind of coming from, the, the influence for the songs? Was your, were you hearing a lot of radio or records in the yeah, house? Or out yeah, there? yeah, it was a lot of radio stuff going on. You know, the Motown stuff, James mm-hmm. Brown. You know, we had, we had Darius. We had uh, a lot of the, um, was it Darius Day? A lot of a lot of a lot of pop rock stuff yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. So it was um, kind of like that stuff with, with mixed with Motown and and you know all the, all the R and B kind of stuff, and um, just kind of picked up on it. Played it for a while, and I started venturing off into playing other instruments too. You know, I got in the band in, in high school and stuff, and started playing uh, like French horn. I think I played piccolo at one point. Piccolo, I think I played French horn. I think wow. I played euphonium. You know, kind of thing. My thing was always kind of like a brass. My brass, I couldn't. You know, the reed instruments were really kind of difficult for me, but but I was able to kind of like you know, kind of conquer those brass instruments. Did you also like the tonality of those? I don't know what it was about the brass, mm-hmm. man. It was just something that I was able to kind of like, you know, connect with, you know. It, mm-hmm. it was easy. It seemed like, actually, it was basically easier to play a brass instrument because you only had like three or four valves as compared to a sax or a clarinet or something. Mm-hmm. You had all this, all this other stuff going on, which, which is, you know, I was always looking for the easy way out. <laughs> In some cases, you know, somewhat, what I mean? yeah, somewhat, somewhat, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to make it too difficult. Well, did, well, did you also enter the army? You were in the army band. Yeah, too? I did that. I did Which to you know isn't necessarily the easy way. <laughs> it doesn't seem. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. But you got to be good though. You just can't go yeah. in there, you know, you know, thinking, thinking. You know, you just got to got to be able to play your instrument. I mean, a yeah. lot of a lot of talents have come out of playing and and and. The army band yeah, and uh, what about that experience? Uh, what did that lend you, or what? What did you get from? I just kind of fine tuned my um, my craft, man. You know what I mean? Just kind of like stayed in tune with what I was doing musically. And, you know, kind of kind of got good on my on my instrument. Got really good actually. You know, so what was your primary instrument at that in time? The and, and at that time, it was baritone horn. Actually, euphonium. It's called euphonium yeah. technically, but it's. Some people call it baritone horn. Some people call it euphonium. Euphonium sounds very uh, elegant yeah, and also yeah, yeah. ethereal. Yeah, we call it euphonium. But anyway, it was it was it was a cool instrument for me, man. I got good on it. Uh, and were you in Louisiana, or had you already migrated west? Yeah, we had always. I had, well, the process with the military music program is that you do you you do the, you do the army thing, right? You do like yep. the training, the boot camp kind of stuff for six weeks. Then you. Um, Whatever it is you came in for, then they'll send you to you to the specific specific kind of training environment. So if you if you're a musician, they're gonna send you to, to music to the music school in in Norfolk, Virginia, which is kind of like a West Point because mm-hmm. you really have to be good there. And did yeah. you have to pull to say I want to? I'm here to do the music thing. I mean, because the other alternative is yeah, not yeah. not as not, nice. That's nice, right? Uh, not really, man. But you know, you pass the auditions, you go in, you, you play, you pass. You know, you pass the auditions, you're good to go. You know, you don't have any problems. So my my thing was, that I just went. You know, walked. This, it was a year program in school, kind of like day in and day out music. You know, practicing and rehearsing all day, all night. But anyway, finished that up, hmm. moved to San Francisco, and at that point, you're kind of like in the area where you're going to perma- permanently be until you decide to get out or stay in, you know. So I, mm-hmm. I, went, I came to San Francisco and played in the band, and um, at that time it was called the Sixth Army Band in Presidio, man, but they've changed that place around. It's a beautiful land, beautiful piece of land out there. So we, um, I mean, I did that, 
kind of got my feet wet, you know, kind of figured out what was going on in San Francisco, took some, took some trips in the area, see some musicians, see some bands, you know, kind of connected with some bands, some musicians, and kind of worked my way in that way, you know, kind of like met people. Then when I got out the military, I was already, you know, kind of like in tune with people that were already, you know, doing music and stuff. So. Were you, you you playing with various bands, playing gigs around the Bay Area? Yeah, it was, we were doing top forty, basically top forty yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, what was what was the top forty at this uh, point? What was on? That was like Commodores, Cool and the Gang, mm-hmm. Earth, Wind and Fire, Prince, uh, Michael Jackson, Beat It. You know that kind of stuff. Never heard of any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff, man. We used to, we used to wang that stuff. The time, you know, the time, and yeah. You know, and and did you guys do? I mean, those bands, especially the Minneapolis bands, the Time and Prince, they were known for for a stage show. They were known for choreographed kind of yeah. dances, and it was it was intense. Did you also kind of take up that part yeah, of it? We did. We did. We we, we wore tight clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, we did the Jerry Curl thing. If you had yep. if you had was good enough to do Jerry Curl, we would do the Jerry Curl thing. So we were kind of like mimicking that stuff, man. You know. That, that was the times. That was yeah. That's that's what was happening at the time. Yeah. Well, speaking of the times, let's hear a bit of from the 1984 album, the title cut, "Right on Time." Let's hear the version from there, and then we can talk about that record a bit and yeah. kind of give people because that was you know the the seems like one of the next steps in the journey. Profit here on Dublab.com, and you are here too. You're connected with Profit on Dublab.com. That was the title cut of the 1984 Private Press Gym, released on your very own Treasure Records. Yeah. So, what what prompted all of that? What uh, what was the kind of uh, impetus to 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 put this music in the world? Well, you know, I, I, you know, Treasure Records was um, done because I, you know, I was having a hard time getting. You know, getting some some notice. You know, so uh, so you just, were playing. You were playing with a band in the Bay. Yeah, and <clears throat> um, had you done solo stuff too, or were you kind of writing on your own on the side? No, I ha- actually hadn't done solo stuff. Uh, we had started playing right on time live mm-hmm. with the band. Started playing right on time live with the band. I kind of convinced them, man. Let's you know, let's try to play this sometime. What was the response from uh, from the audience? Oh man, it was amazing. Actually, you know, I caught. I mean, it was amazing. A few times that we actually uh, explored it, but it was it was cool. And then I think at that point, I think uh, the other guys in the band. I don't know. What, I have no idea what they were thinking. But uh, when I think about it, you know, maybe maybe it was something that they didn't really want to get too involved in at the time. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they wanted to stand to stand to their own kind of, uh, you know get out or whatever but sure. uh, I was ready to move on actually you know so and they weren't so it was, it was kind of like that you know um, so you already kind of knew your path at yeah. that moment I'm sure that yeah. the the energy of doing something new was is pretty uh, fulfilling yeah yeah I was yeah I was already 
I mean, that was my goal anyway, eventually, you know, at some point mm-hmm. to go ahead on and, you know, do what I know I can do. But um, Treasure Records, you know, I did that. I did the label because, you know, I was having problems, you know, people, you know, signing me or getting getting involved in what I was doing. You know, and at mm-hmm. that time, do it yourself was not the way to go because you had to have some money to, to press vinyl. You know, what did I mean? you know people who were doing it? Did you did you have some kind of resources to ask that were know, doing um, putting out their own records? Stuff? Yeah, there mm-hmm. were a few guys doing it. But for the most part, they were doing 45s, though. Yeah, they weren't doing they weren't doing albums. They were doing forty fives, a little bit less expensive. Sure. Um, but um, if mean, you, if you had uh, kept all all of the the records, even half of what you had pressed, and had them in a big box today, you, that could be a very profitable. Yeah, record. it could be. <laughs> Actually, now now you know there's a, there's, a, there's a distributor in um, San Rafael that has like a hundred copies of the original. We got we have a telephone here. Uh, yeah, right. You know what? And the thing Punch about him it, on the airwaves. Right. The thing about it is, he doesn't believe I'm profit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he's sitting on them, selling, selling them. You know, uh, I wish I could get to uh, him. Though, but we'll probably, you know, if, if if things work out, I'll probably we'll probably go in and just get them. Yeah. You know, we're going to just you knock, knock, knock. I'm coming to get the records, man. Get back. Get out of the way. Bring your uh, uh, bring your. Uh, do you have you still have your old army buddies' phone numbers? <laughs> March on yeah, it. Yeah, guys, look at the M16s, man. We're going to get my records out of this snow, man. Something like that. Yeah. It could be call up uh, Ross Harris, make a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For so. sure. But that's that's kind of weird, though, man. I mean, you know. He's making money off of them. He's yeah. still selling for like a couple hundred dollars a piece, you know, when he can get a buyer, a private buyer, you know. You know, karma is a thing. Yeah. So it's all, you know. Yeah. It's all good. We can, you know, move forward. You're you're putting out you're putting out new music. You're you're you know, the past is always there, but you can move forward and you've done so. So this record was was out there and you were sending it around to to stores, consignment or yeah. radio, trying to get it out there. What was the were people responding at the time? No, not really. Not really, you know. If you didn't have a, re- a major deal at that time, man, you know, you, you know, or, or, or if you weren't connected at some, you know, at some level, you you, you really weren't going to get any any any, unless you knew somebody, you know, you really weren't going to get any action, man. Uh, yeah. Unless you were a special person, I mean, you know, they, I mean, you know, some guys do it. Some people are able to do it when they're young. You know, I thought I could. Uh, Maybe it was a good thing that I didn't, you know, because right, like right now, totally. it's all it's all cool, you know. It's yep. starting, starting to go down. Yep. So you know, you know, it kind of like worked out actually. That's part of the journey. Yeah. You know, and it's... I feel like I feel like I'm still 25. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like I can still work it. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got the energy of uh, of you know that that kind of infinite energy, and I feel like there's. There's this myth in the world, and I think it's that pop culture myth of, you know, music is for the youth in a way. But it's been proven wrong time and time again. Music's for everyone, and music's made by everyone, and some of the best music in the world comes with experience and comes with, you know, having been here in the world. And and so what you're bringing now to people couldn't have happened in 1984 or 1974 or whatever, 1994. So I think that, you know, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of amazing, though, man. I mean, you know, 
it, it's going to be interesting to see how how, how far how far we can go with it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, you know, the sky's the limit. You know, I think right now for me. So just <clears throat> just a couple of days ago, two days ago or something, there was a, a little message put online. Uh, Tyler, the creator, who said, "Hey, you know, this morning I made a made a song." You know, made a version of uh, of existing songs. So this was Tyler, the creator, doing a flip of Wanna Be Your Man, the title cut from your new album on Stone's Throw, and turn it into a song called Peach Fuzz. Yeah. How did that feel to to have... I mean, this is one of many acknowledgments of what you're doing, that what you're doing is poignant and fresh and energetic. Um, I mean that was that was cool, man. I had no idea. I, I don't know if I don't know if Stone Stiddle had any idea that it was that he was going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if he uh, and all of a sudden it just popped up like that. Well, that's cool because that means there's some other stuff going on too. You know, yep, yeah. So that's real cool. He's been a, a longtime Stone Stiddle fan and supporter, and okay. his music. Sorry, I'm gonna cruise over here. His music kind of uh, you know was was influenced and. In, many ways by the ethos of Stone's Throw. Yeah. He's an avid listener. Yeah. And I think that Stone's Throw has been important in, you know, in, in credit due to Peanut Butter Wolf for yeah. having an open mind. And that yeah. kind of leads back to the idea of, you know, the kind of shattering of the myth of, of what music is supposed to be. Because music isn't one thing. Music is, you know, some even a specific song means something to every different person at every different moment. Yeah. And, you know, you could listen to the same song from your 1984 album, right on time. The tune we just heard every day, you know, for 34 years and every day it's going to be a little different depending on your mood, your atmosphere, your environment. And so to have a wide open mind with music, it influences the listeners of the world. It influences the musicians of the world. And so you putting out this brand new album can have this ripple effect, you know, amongst people to, to understand, you know, yeah. do it. The, you yeah. Know? The, yeah. The, the time is, you know, it's all, you know, you can, it's, it's all about timing. Sometimes, you know, when, when you're listening to music, when you're recording music, you know, when you're performing music, you know, it's, um, in most cases, you want to hope that the timing is is right for you to be in, mm-hmm. engaged in whatever it is musically you're doing, listening to a music, recording a music, performing some music. You know, you just want to make sure that you, you're hoping that the timing is is all good and, and everybody you know that's involved is, is experiencing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think did I say that right? You said it right to me. So it sounds good. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's you know, something about release too. You know, you can't control the experience. You can, you know, craft something that that is the catalyst to experience. Yeah. But you can't control how people embrace it. You couldn't right. control in 1984 how people received right on time. Right. But you're putting it out there with good faith in the world. And people started connecting to it, and the you know there's these pockets of people and the right people yeah. in the world yeah. who started to get excited, you know. There was a, a beat electric uh, a, a reissue of it a few years ago, and people started circulating around the right worlds, and that happened because it was you know genuine yeah. music. Yeah, let's hear a little snippet of this uh, Tyler the Creator Peach okay. Fuzz. We're gonna come back profit in the studio. Big shout outs to Angela of Stone's Throw. 
Peanut Butter Wolf and everybody out there listening. Here we go. It's 9.23 a.m. And uh, an idea. Tyler, the creator of Peach Fuzz, in homage of Flip of Profits, want to be your man and, and a, you know, a bit of a, a love letter to, to what Profit does and the, the energy that Profit's brought into the world and mind design on the beat. And uh, so it was fun to hear that. Half a million other people have uh, watched the YouTube video, so uh, it's getting out there. Profit's getting out there, he's doing his thing, and there's some incredible videos of of your music uh, that are up and available online. People can also cruise over to stonesthrow.com and uh, kind of plug into the profit world more. Speaking of plugging in, we're going to actually do the the full, legit, 100% profit version of Want to Be Your Man. It's going to be uh, live in the moment action here on dublab.com. What do you think, profit? I'm ready. Here we go. direct here on dublab.com wow incredible each and every each and every moment just gets better <laughs> have you uh you've been performing a little bit too i mean you've been performing non-stop for years but uh how does it feel to be performing this new material great um yeah man i'm kind of rusty but I'm, it's getting better it's getting there it's, it's coming together yeah by the time the years i should be in full 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 effect Full flow. What's uh What's in the works? What are you uh, are you Are you planning to do? Are you going to tour? Are you going to do kind of some one off special shows? You've yeah. Well, well, Chris is, is probably going to Stone's Row is going to put that together. You know, okay. I'm just going to I'm just going to wait on wait on them. You know, they're going to do it. And uh, you know, we got a whisper of some some official. He's got a UK tour coming. Up. A UK tour. Yeah. And he's playing the Growlers Beach Goth. And playing the Growlers Beach yeah. Goth, which yeah. is a big one. Two. How many lemons do they have in the UK? Do you have to bring your own? <laughs> hey, better have some good ones. I'm gonna have to bring my own, man. See, it could be it could be uh, a tour of the variations of uh, of lemons around the world. You could find like the best the best spots. Tell us about. Uh, I just I love the lemons. I love the the yellow energy. Tell us about that. Oh man, that thing there. Um, I started doing that. In 1992, I think, 92, 91, man, I just kind of like, it just kind of like happened, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like happened, man. I just got in a yellow, man, didn't take it off for years, man. I had the stuff on, man. I mean, I wore it like, I didn't take it off, man, at all. Only time I took it off, you know, you got to go to the bathroom and that kind of stuff, right? I mean, but, you don't have to, but it's yeah, helpful. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, but other than other than that, man, it was it was on all the time, man, in full effect. What know? did it What did it give you, or what did you feel from it? You know what? Um, I don't know, man. It was just comforting. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of like a comforting kind of thing, right? Kind of like, um, you know, you know, it was real cool. I mean, it was, it was, it was a cool kind of vibe, man. It was kind of like. Uh, yeah, it was real good. There's something about, I mean, their atmosphere is important, you know, and, and if it's, uh, 
you know, if you're if you're in a, a pizza parlor smelling pizza all day, that's a particular sort of thing. If you're in a field smelling flowers all day, that's <laughs> something else. So color is a sense, you know, and it's a yeah. kind of vibration received from, you know, your perception. Yeah. And so it's important. There's an artist, a fellow Stone Throw connected artist named La Raji, um, who's a big uh, friend of Dub Labs. His color is orange. He's orange. You know? okay, and he's that's, an orange he, he felt that orange and <laughs> he stayed in my house. He's got, he's everything. Orange, Everything's you know, orange. Washcloths to, to the to the turmeric, you know, drink he drinks in the morning. Yeah. So it's uh, you know, it's good to to you know, yeah, choose this. You you you've got less yellow probably than you did at that point, but it's still um, there. Yeah, it's still there. I'm I'm kind of working my way back into the way it all started. You know, mm-hmm. slowly. Uh, you know, got got to feel it out. You know, see how it works. We're going to work it back into uh, Want to Be Your Man, the album. I want to hear, in, in the Want to Be Your Man tune, you had a little moment where you said, ooh-wee. And uh, there's a tune called ooh-wee. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is, that, uh, is that a common, does, is ooh-wee something that comes out? <laughs> is that something that um, trademark uh, sound? Uh, I, I, at that time, I guess it was. You know, It was kind of like a thing going on. Ooh-wee was probably rolling in my head, right? Yep. So, uh but that, I mean, that's that's all it is. It's just that, you know, it was kind of like rolling rolling at the time. It was an ooey thing at the time. We're going to ooey thing right now yeah. for all the listeners. This is ooey, yeah, from uh, Want to Be Your Man, Prophet. Slow jam, for sure. So good. So everybody, yeah, you can pick up this record. It's out. It can be yours. It's for you. You can also uh, flow back in time and get right on time from 1984. And there's music in between. You didn't stop. So will some of this other music possibly float it's out possible. to the world? Yeah, it's possible. Okay. You know, you know, it's it's possible. I got stuff for days, actually. Mm. Real good stuff, actually. Actually, for years. Yeah, for years. <laughs> and people can uh, catch Profit um, out there live in the UK and uh, at the uh, uh, Growlers uh, Beach Goth Festival and more. Stonesrow.com, you can uh, find Profit there. Also, the uh, wonderful Profit Instagram account, Profit751. You can follow what Profit's up to online and uh, always uh, interesting visions there. Um, that that have been really great so in the here and now what are you uh what are you thrilled about what are you looking forward to more progress mm-hmm. yeah more progress man in this thing you know um you know i've always i've been an underground artist i basically you know i you know I, when i think about it now that things are kind of like you know kind of trying to you know starting to kind of like spin and stuff I just, I just come to realize I've, I've basically been an underground artist all the, all these years, man. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm excited about where I am now. You know, so you know, hopefully um, things will get higher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's starting for sure. The uh, you know people are hearing the music. They're yeah. they're excited about it, and I think that you know we're. We're luckily in a day and age that people have access to to music past, present, and future, and I think that 
um, that opens people's ears and minds to the possibilities of, you know, the great things that came before, but also, you know, presents opportunities for the things that will come. And I think that, you know, your, your proof of that fact, you know, that, that if you're doing something original and energetic, it can have a, a lasting impact and it can also create those kind of new waves. So we're happy that you're doing it. And uh, thanks also for, for coming on the air here. It's uh, it's a pleasure. You know, anytime anybody makes even a 10-minute a drive in the morning here to come on the radio is good, but you made a longer drive than that. So uh, yeah. thank you for coming in. My shall pleasure, we, man. Sh- shall we close with some uh, another live piece? Yeah. Uh, should we do uh, I Do Love? Yeah. No, not I Do Love. The uh, okay. it's, it's called I Do. I Do. Okay, let's see. Let's check out. I think I have. I Do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There we go. But you also do love. Yeah, all the the time. (laughs) (laughs) Profit, live and direct on DubLab. We're going to close on this one. This is I Do Live here in the DubLab studio for you. Conversation was produced by DubLab, a nonprofit radio station broadcasting live from Los Angeles since 1999. Sound editing and theme song by Matea Bame. For more programming, visit dublab.com. And thank you for listening.